Hey, my friend, I want to thank you for coming on and listening to this podcast. It's exclusively about camp crafting, traditional camp crafting skills. And to that end, I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't invite you to join the Traditional Camp Crafters Guild. Now, the Traditional Camp Crafters Guild is a incredible community of people who like camp crafting skills. If you're thinking bushcraft, hiking, backpacking, uh, just, uh, you know, whittling away around the campfire, setting up tents, things like that. You know, all these things are combined. So if you are ready to embark on a journey into a timeless world of traditional camp craft, then look no further. We are thrilled to invite you to join us. Now, what this community includes is network opportunities. Connect with fellow enthusiasts and seasoned experts passionate about traditional camp crafting. There's exclusive events just for the members. You can gain access to members-only gatherings and workshops designed to elevate your outdoor skills. And of course, we have roundtables with question and answer sessions. Engage in insightful discussions and pick the brains of industry leaders during our interactive sessions. And there's an incredibly large and ever-growing resource library. Unlock a treasure trove of guides, tutorials, and resources to enhance your knowledge and expertise. And what kind of guild would we be if we didn't have skills development? You can hone your craft with hands-on training and challenges and guidance from seasoned camp crafters, ensuring you're prepared for any wilderness adventure. So don't miss out on this chance to immerse yourself in a community dedicated to preserving and celebrating the art of traditional campcraft. All you have to do is go to honorableoutfitters.com forward slash join the guild. Again, it's honorableoutfitters.com forward slash join the guild. You can check it out for five days. There's no obligation. It won't even ask for your credit card unless you decide to continue. So go ahead, poke around and see what you find. And we can't wait to have you sitting around the campfire with us with your cup of coffee, hot cocoa, or warm tea, or whatever it is you drink. We are waiting for you. All right, sit down, grab that cup of whatever, and let's get going on this week's episode. Hello, welcome to the campfire. I'm so glad to see you join us today. So uh, pull up a stump or uh, pour yourself a cup of coffee. We're going to have a wonderful discussion today, specifically focused on the idea of growing your outdoor gear alongside with your outdoor skills. I think that's really important, especially during the fall season, spring season. I think there's a little bit more of an uptick in camping outdoors, you don't have the mosquitoes. The, the temperature is ideal for outdoor adventure. So even if you're not going camping, maybe you're going hiking or canoeing or kayaking or overlanding something, right? Outdoors in the fall and spring when the temperature is a little bit lower, a little bit more amiable, so you can go a little bit farther and do a little bit more, uh, you know, you got to have the right gear. And having the right gear can mean different things depending on your ability. Now, I'm your host, Mr. Dyer of Honorable Outfitters. If you've never visited my YouTube channel, Honorable Outfitters, or my website, www.honorableoutfitters, make sure to check that out because there's always information out there. And uh, let's get into it. So the journey into the wilderness when you go outdoors is like navigating a complex maze. And your gear is your trusty companion, if you will, to get you from your 
where you're at to your end goal. But just like you wouldn't give a beginner driver the keys to, you know, a Ferrari, a Bugatti, or some type of really high-end car, right? It's essential to match your gear with your skill level. It's akin to building a bridge where each piece must fit seamlessly to ensure a safe passage, you know, piece by piece and in the correct order. We're going to start by discussing why it's imperative to align your gear with your outdoor expertise. Picture yourself as a budding artist, you know, someone who's just starting out, creating a masterpiece. Would you start with the most expensive brushes, the the high-end canvas? Or would you begin with the basics and evolve your toolkit as your skills sharpen? Now, this is relevant to me. My wife, she really likes art. And I, I, one year for Christmas, I went and I got her all these nice brushes, nice canvases and things. And I I brought them to her and uh, she stalled a little bit because she didn't want to use the good stuff until she was ready. Now, think about that. Until you're ready, you may not want to invest the resources. Or maybe you're kind of afraid if you buy all this fancy gear and you don't know how to use it correctly, then it might break or you might damage it in some way. You know, so these are some things that you need to, to keep in mind. In my experience, it is best to line your gear with your outdoor expertise. In my experience, it's also best to start with your gear that matches your current skill level. You don't need the most advanced equipment when you're just starting out. Instead, invest in gear that helps you learn and grow. As your skills improve, you can gradually upgrade your equipment. And in doing so, you learn uh, what you like, and it's going to match your capabilities. You're going to find out if you're starting out or maybe uh, you've been in for a little while that there's always these new, bright, shiny things everybody's talking about, right? Now, just because it works for somebody doesn't necessarily is going to work for you. Whether you're hiking, camping, kayaking, or any other outdoor activity, adapting your gear as your skills progress ensures that you're using the right tools for the job and at the right time. Now, let's talk about some practical steps to grow your gear alongside your skills. We'll discuss how to assess your current gear, make informed choices, and maintain your equipment properly. Assessing your gear is the first step. Now, during this time in the year, uh, before you go out, and in fact, every single time you go out, but especially like when you're starting a season, it's a good idea to go through and assess. Uh, Make sure that everything's in good repair. You don't want it to fail you when you get outdoors. And you also need to identify the things that you no longer need. There's this this trend in camping and outdoor activities that we tend to take a little too much. You know, the ultralight backpackers, they try to break everything down to the minutia of ounces. Now, I'm not saying you have to go that far. Maybe that's your thing, but starting out, I want to say you have to go that far. But make a list after every event that you go to, every camp out or activity you go to, and see what things that you didn't use, you didn't end up using, okay? 
And once you do this several times, repeating the same activity, right? If you're kayaking, you know, compare list to list, apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Uh, camping is not going to be the same as kayaking. Kayaking is not going to be the same as uh, long distance hiking, right? But you will see trends. And when that happens, you can make informed choices. And, you know, in the end, there'll be less gear that you have to maintain. So assessing your gear is the first step. Take a look at what you have and identify any items that you no longer serve your needs. Maybe your tent is too heavy. Maybe your boots aren't working out for you. They're not the right size. Uh, and if you are backpacking, this is really important. Uh, maybe things are worn out like a tent or like your boots or uh, maybe there's a strap on your backpack that needs mended or needs repaired. Once you identified these things, research the gear that's suitable for your skill level and activities that you love. Now, as you were researching, consider factors like weight, durability, and functionality. And please, with the internet, look at the reviews before you buy. There's so many people and there's so many communities out there that will help you to make an informed choice. It's important to strike you know, an even balance between the gear that challenges you and gear that supports you on your current level and outdoor adventures. The proper maintenance not only prolongs the life of your equipment, but it also ensures it functions effectively when you need it most. You don't want to be outdoors and uh, a strap breaks or you get a, a hole, you wear a hole in your sock and you didn't bring extra socks or uh, maybe the, the sheath of your sheath knife broke or tore or ripped or something like that. It's really important that maintenance isn't overlooked because it's crucial for your safety and comfort. The more comfort you are, the longer you're going to stay in the adventure ultimately, right? You're not going to want to go home early. You're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to be talking about all these awesome stories that you've had around the campfire to people that you work with. And maybe you'll be bringing others into the adventure and then you'll be a mentor to them. Regularly clean and inspect your gear. For example, check for tears in your hiking gear. Clean your camping stove after each use. Make sure you're conditioning the leather. You waterproof your tent. You know, make after it dries out, you know, spray it. Make sure it's good to go. By taking care of gear, you can extend its lifespan and save money in the long run. And that's more money that you can put into going farther distances. Or, you know, you could always upgrade your gear. Or maybe, you know, you're just going to take the person that you love or you care about to a movie. You know, um, there's no point in throwing away money when it's unnecessary. Now, maintaining your gear isn't just about preserving its condition. It's about ensuring it performs when you're out in the wilderness. Take care of it and it will take care of you. Now, let's take a more practical approach by presenting a top 10 beginner gear list. This is something that I've put some thought into. There's lots of lists out there. And in fact, if you sign up for my newsletter, uh, which is in the, the show notes or in the description box below, you sign for that newsletter, I am going to send you a free checklist of weekend 
camping gear, you know, just to get you rolling. And you can, if you're a seasoned camper, you know, you can compare the list to what you know and see if there's any insight into it. And of course, I always love hearing back from you guys and getting some feedback. So here's the top 10 beginner gear list that I've come up with. Think of this list as a treasure map guiding you through the wilderness, right? Each item is a key that unlocks a new level of outdoor adventure. Now, starting with number 10, we have a sturdy backpack. You got to have something that's reliable, that's going to carry your gear, but also not going to break your back and and be uncomfortable. We're actually going to talk about this, uh, this upcoming month. We have uh, Tom Sega coming on to our podcast, and he's going to dis- discuss his experiences camping. And he is the CEO of Duluth Pack, the Duluth Pack in Minnesota. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel or to subscribe to the podcast that we don't miss it. It's going to be a great conversation. I'm really excited about it. But you know, having a quality pack that fits you your style and your needs, what you're planning on doing is going to be a foundation for everything else. Number nine, a reliable headlamp. Think of it as your lighthouse in the dark wilderness, guiding you safely through the night. Now, matter how good you think your night vision is, it is just a safety issue to have some type of headlamp or flashlight or something. Uh, You never know when you're going to get caught off guard. And it doesn't matter if you're going camping for a weekend or a day hike, having some type of flashlight, just in case, you never know. Uh, It could definitely also be a first aid item. I've had to look in some of my scout's ears to see what might be in there or look in a scout's eye, uh, you know, doing basic first aid. So having a light certainly needs to be on your list. Number eight, a versatile multi-tool, your Swiss army knife of the outdoors or a scout camp knife. I say a multi-tool and a pocket knife because you've got to be able to make the repairs to your gear. And all the different multi-tools that you get out there, and you know, you, you, that's not for this discussion, but every multi-tool has the things that you need to make repairs to keep you going. Okay, that's, that's why it's so important. Number seven, a water container and quality water filter or purification system. This is your life support system, quite literally, ensuring that you have clean drinking water uh, wherever you are at. I've been on so many hikes and bicycle hikes and campouts and stuff where I'm going with my scouts, right? And, you know, they might have two bottles of water. So you think they have plenty of water as they're going out. And generally, when we go hiking, we come across streams, maybe some ponds and lakes. You know, there's a water source. And and if it's really hot or something happens and you need clean water, you don't want to wait a half hour uh, for the tablet. So having a filter system, I think, especially in today's day and age, is really important. Of course, having the little tablets as an emergency uh, can be useful. But you want to have some type of container for your water. You know, stay hydrated and again, first aid to wash out any cuts and wounds or if uh, heat exhaustion comes on, make some compresses, things like that. You know, water is extremely important. Number six, proper clothing layers. You got to dress for the weather and the season that you are in. Uh, you, so literally your armor against the elements like a, a night gearing up for a battle. You need the clothing 
that shield you from wind, rain, and cold. You may think even if it's late spring or early fall or even in the summer, you know, a little bit of rain is not going to hurt you. But hypothermia is a very real threat. And you want to make sure to have the proper clothing to do that. Number five, comfortable hiking boots. Now, these are your trusty steeds carrying you over your rugged terrain and keeping your feet happy and outside longer. And please, please make sure to break in your boots before you go out on your event. You know, wear them around the house, wear them around town, uh, wear them to church, you know, whatever you're doing, break those boots in. That way, when you go out in the field, uh, you know exactly how they're going to come on, you know exactly how they're going to feel, and uh, the chances of getting blisters or you know heat rash and other things, you know, issues that can be addressed can be addressed safely at home than out in the field, and it can ruin your time. So make sure you have proper footgear. Number four, a reliable camping stove. Now, even if you are going out hiking in an area that's not threatened with a fire ban. Okay, Having a camp stove, I think, is really important, whether it be a fuel camp stove or a camp stove that you can quickly just throw in some sticks to heat up your meal or something like that. Uh, we want to make sure to try to leave no trace. Now, if you're going and camping in an area that you know for sure you're going to stop and there's going to be a firing, then that's one thing. But we want to make sure to try to leave as little trace as possible. So that way, you know, the next people that comes behind us, you know, nature is undisturbed, right? So having a, a camp stove that's reliable and that you've tried out and you've cooked coffee with it a couple of times, you know exactly how it works safely. You know how much fuel you'll need to take with you for the length of time that you're going out. Again, if it's just a little stick stove, then make sure you got plenty of sticks in the area that you're going to. Right to use it, but cooking up your meals not only will help nourish you, but it's also a morale booster. You know, you want to be able to have a warm meal or two, even during the summer. Even during the summer sport, nothing else. You know, having a hot cup of chocolate or tea or coffee or something. Number three, a durable tent, your shelter from the storm and from the elements. This is this is your castle. Okay, this is a. What's going to protect you from the elements while you rest and make sure you get a good night's sleep? Number two, that leads us to the sleeping bag. Now, providing the comfort and warmth you need for a good night's sleep. Now, some of you may be all about the blankets. That's fine, but you want to make sure you have some type of covering. Uh, again, going back to hypothermia, if you get wet, a sleeping bag along with a, an emergency blanket or something like that can go a long ways to make sure that you stay safe and healthy, and you get back home, and you get back out in the woods when you need to and when you want to. Finally, number one, a detailed map and compass of wherever you are going. These are your guiding stars, ensuring you always find your way home and know how to use that compass. Practice it in your backyard. Go to a local park. Uh, just kind of familiarize yourself with it. If you're on a local park, and you're taking bearings and things of uh, you know large trees, you know exactly how you're probably going to get to the parking lot, right? So just being comfortable with that and check out a map and note all the different symbols on it with the map key. Make sure you understand 
the the scale of it uh, and check out the elevations, topographical maps are really important to make sure that you can get to where you're going and uh, you're you're not going to push yourself too hard based on your ability or skill level. And this, you know, I'm not even talking about the ability of knowledge. I'm just talking about physical ability, right? Uh, trying to climb a really steep hill and or going down a, a path that's got a lot of steep hills, you might have to work up to it. It's, and if you're going for distance, you got to take that into consideration as well. So having a map and looking at it before you go, taking it with you and having a compass will go a long ways, believe it or not. And I think it's one of the, the things that's probably not addressed as much as it probably should be. I don't think it gets the attention it deserves. Uh, I think that'll help you not only be a better woodsman, it'll give you a, a better opportunity to practice skills and you'll have more fun. Make, again, making sure you're going in an area that fits your ability and skills. Now, these 10 essentials are like the notes of a melody, right? Each playing a unique role in the symphony of your outdoor adventure. You know, coming together, they form the foundation upon which you can build your skills and experiences in the wilderness. Now, there's lots of other uh, uh, lists out there. I, I know the Scout Essentials is a really good one. I still live by that, whether it be the nine attention essentials or the 12 essentials, depending on what level you're on. Uh, again, make sure to uh, send me an email with any questions that you have and check out the newsletter. If you send sign up, check out the newsletter. If you sign up for the newsletter, I'm going to send you a packing list for a weekend camp out. Uh, it'll help you out quite a bit. And bonus, you know, I'm trying to help you out, but bonus, the n- monthly newsletter, it gives you all the updates of what's going on with the channel, but it also goes into artifacts and skills and historic knowledge that I've learned and I've tried to curate from a lot of different historical sources. So it's, it's less work for you and it's, it's a win-win for you. Just sign up for the newsletter. Again, it's in the description box or in the show notes. Now, as we conclude the solo journey through the wilderness of growing your gear alongside our outdoor skills, remember that your gear is your ally, your companion on this awesome hobby that we share of outdoor adventure. It's like a a loyal friend who evolves and grows with you, always ready to face new challenges together. You know, make sure that you're putting your hard-earned money and investing it in the right way at the right time. You don't want to spend a ton of money on things that you may not need or that may just be shiny and cool because of the time you can get by uh, in an appropriate way, right? And eventually, eventually as you go on and uh, you find out what you like and you know exactly where to funnel that hard-earned money of yours, make sure to check out my website, www.honorableoutfitters.com. There's lots of historical articles on there, including historical sources, free historical sources on there. You know, these are books by campcraft writers that will help you again, guide you on your journey. These guys have so much wisdom and uh, I, I can't tell you enough how much I rely on them and how much I've learned from it. Now, thank you for joining me around the campfire. 
I, I hope you've had a good time. I've really appreciated spending the time with you today. And uh, if you would like a free camping checklist for a weekend camp as gift, subscribe to our monthly newsletter by clicking the link in the description box or the show notes. Or you can go to our website, www.honorableoutfitters.com, and sign up there while you check out the historical articles, resources, and, of course, our shop. If you found this episode enlightening, please subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment, and uh, like it and share it with your fellow adventurers, people that you want to invite into this family of ours. Until next time, may your gear be as adaptable as your spirit of adventure, and may your path the wilderness be filled with adventure and wonder and growth give a kiss nug to your loved ones i'll catch you guys next time have a wonderful week thank you so much for stopping by Thank you, my friend, for spending some time with me today. I hope this episode was pretty useful to you. Uh, one of my goals in life is to try to get as many people out in the woods, especially developing their traditional camp crafting skills and you know, sharing my love of history along the way. In case you didn't know, I have a very growing and diverse way of trying to reach that goal. One of those is my website, www.honorableoutfitters.com. Now on there, that's kind of the hub of everything that's going on. I also wanted to let you know that I have a monthly newsletter. Now the monthly newsletter, again, it's not spam. I put a historical articles with tips and tricks and things like that on there. All you have to do is just go to the description box or the, the show notes and you can find a link on there to sign up. And I don't sell your email or anything. It's literally just to give you guys more value. And to that end, on my website, I also have a very vast library that I learn a lot from. And I want to pass on some of those traditional skills and knowledges onto you by offering that. And, of course, invite you again to join the traditional Camp Crafter Skill because that is where you will find your kind of people. And that's kind of hard, especially as adults. Sometimes it's difficult to find people who like traditional camp crafting. And to that end, the Traditional Camp Crafters Guild was born to deliberately put people together to network, share knowledge, and hopefully get you out in the woods with others just like us. So again, thank you so much for spending time with me. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Give a kiss and hug to your loved ones, and I will see you guys down the trail. Take care.